In this episode, GLP Films celebrate the resiliency of the travel industry through positive tourism stories amidst the COVID-19 global pandemic. Welcome to the World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus, and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you sharing those stories of resiliency and hope as the travel industry faces its biggest test. But Phil, before we chat with Rob Holmes, the founder of GLP Films, how's the world looking from a travel perspective? Uh, Look, some good news. Emirates has announced it will cover passengers' medical expenses and quarantine costs if they catch COVID while travelling with them, and it includes any fair type. They say they've done it to boost confidence in international travel. Nice. Even as restrictions ease up in some places, Americans are still on the old danger list. We'll put a link in the show notes to an article which outlines the countries where it's still possible for US passport holders to visit. However, as that article says, since the pandemic is ongoing, anything can change at any time, as we know only too well. We'll also share an article written by an American who says she's glad they've been blacklisted from the EU as it gives Americans, and I'm quoting here, the chance to reflect about the meaning of global citizenship. Yeah. What do you think that means, Kim? Well, just be a responsible traveller. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, you, you can't, you're from a country that has the highest cases of COVID. You can't expect to be able to travel to other countries and possibly uh, spread that virus. So sit back yep. and wait. Yeah, yeah. Be more like a world nomad. Yeah, patience. Yep. But look, it uh-huh. is, she's right, it is a great opportunity for reflection and that is what GLP Films has done. They're a content marketing agency for the travel industry, very, very cool, and during lockdown the team spent some time re-engaging with some of the, com- the companies they've worked with and the people that they'd filmed in the past just to see how they've been affected by the pandemic and, of course, it included themselves. Well, ironically, when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, our team, we were actually uh, filming in Thailand in February. Um, it was a, a big campaign. We were there for a couple of weeks. Uh, we were waiting to see, you know, it, it, at that point in January, February, it was sort of this, this virus coming out of China. We didn't know where it was coming from. We didn't know how big it was, you know, um, and if it was just a, an Asia, you know, going to be localized in Asia or not. But we waited to hear, and ultimately our, our partners in Thailand said, come on, keep, keep coming. So we went and had no problems. We filmed in very remote locations over a two-week period. And when we left Thailand after finishing our filming, there were 35 total cases in Thailand, 35 only. And we, we all went home, and I remember flying through Korea, and everyone had masks on. And just going, wow, what's going on, you know? And uh, and then ironically, we were filming in March in California, uh, literally just before the pandemic hit the United States. It was the second week of March, uh, around March 10th, 11th, 12th, which was ex- right when we got hit. And we were at a small luxury travel event in Southern California. It was about 150 people. And I think looking back, you know, we were in a little bubble. And it hadn't rippled across society yet, uh, but it was coming. And I remember flying out for that event to film. And, uh, you know, I'd never seen the cleanest planes in my life. It was like walking into a Windex bottle or or any kind of cleaning supply room. Uh, And so when going home, 
you know, a little bit of normalcy for two or three days. And then by Friday, uh, was at a school event with my son. And then that Friday it was announced that school was canceled on Monday. So it, it, you know, I, I was very focused on work, uh, but had a little bit of reality of life, uh, filtered in with my, my kids and their school. And then the lockdown happened that following Monday. I think for, for us at GLP films, you know, this has actually been a really nice time to, to look within. Uh, it's been a nice time to get back to our roots, which I think a lot of companies in the travel industry have been doing for better or worse, um, or, or sometimes being forced to do that. Uh, but for us, it, it, I, I've, I've actually enjoyed this time. It, it sounds crazy, but uh, being at home, I, I think as a company and as a team, it's, it's forced us to, to look you know, to sort of refocus ourselves, um, pivoting, changing, obviously businesses, a lot of, you know, a lot of business, we were on record to have our best year ever in February. And obviously a lot of those new business opportunities, um, were put on hold. Some of them are coming back, you know, we're now in July and, and we're seeing some new movement, which is great, but it's slow because obviously getting out of this pandemic is, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a gradual process. So, Well, I love what you've done under the hashtag Tourism Strong. So you've gone back to a number of the uh, films that you made and got in touch with the co-founders of these various businesses, and they do vary. What prompted that? Because you're checking in with them, and we'll share the link in show notes, but to see how uh, the pandemic has affected them. So we know how it's affected you, but you're reaching out to those that have told their story to you before. I think in, in March when the pandemic hit, I mean, it was a shock to all of us. Suddenly everything stopped. Travel stopped. Business, you know, at least person to person or face to face stopped. And we just looked internally and said, guys, what can we do? You know, so that was really the first thing that we thought of is, is what's, what's the best thing that we can do. And I think at our heart and soul, there's, there's two main things. One, obviously real good storytelling, but, but two, I think it's sort of, maybe it comes from my view on all this, but it's just positivity and, and, and resiliency and adaptation and, you know, all the new buzzwords that are in a vocabulary. Really, it was an opportunity for us to say, how can we help the industry? What can we do? And, and literally, it was just reaching out to a handful of folks that we've worked with. And then quickly, it was, okay, I've been on every film shoot we've done since 2008. We've got 12 years of working over 150 film partners in 50 countries. Let's go back. Let's comb through. And it was an amazing process. I mean, we don't have, ironically, (laughs) um, we don't have a, I mean, we do now, but we really didn't have a master checklist of all the people we've worked with. Because again, we've worked with a lot of people. We've produced over 200 videos now. It's, It's a big library. And so for me personally, it was great just reconnecting with people, you know, that we worked with years ago. Uh, some, some people have left, but honestly, the most innovative and most interesting people and businesses and, and organizations that we've worked with in tourism are still there. They're still in the trenches. They're still doing their work. And so I think, you know, answering your question specifically, you know, we, we wanted to give back and I bet we thought the best way was to reach out to people that we have worked with. And we did work with, you know, reach out and work with some new people too. But overall, it was about relationships. It was about friends, our global network and people we admire. 
and really checking in, seeing how they're doing. Definitely the struggles were a big part of each of these stories, but also, like I said earlier, also how they've been resilient and how they've adapted and changed their business. And going into each one of these individual stories, it's personal. It's, they're all different operators, nonprofits, destinations, travel companies. I mean, it really hotels, lodges, a real broad range. And that, that's what was really great on our end is you're really showing a diverse mix of all the different experiences people are having during this crazy pandemic. And the backstories too. One of the first uh, video, well, the first video, and they are all around three minutes, but the first one that pops up is uh, Rafa Callo, is it? Rafa Callo? Rafa Gallo. Yeah, that's it, in Costa Rica. And he's not only battling, you know, the potential demise of his company, but he's battling his with his health. He he just remains so um, positive and resilient. I just wanted to reach out and hug him. It was a really touching conversation that you had with him. But yeah, it's those backstories of these people that they're not only battling with their own their companies, the survival of their companies, but the things that are going on within themselves and their families and the loss of their livelihood and the impact of that. Uh, were you, were you, yeah, did you feel emotional after you'd you know, spoken to people like Rafa? I mean, I will say, ironically, it, it was the first story that we did, and I would agree with you that was probably one of the more powerful ones. Rafa is someone who I've known for well over 15 years. He's a pioneer. He's a leader. He's an innovator. You know, he was rafting rivers in Africa and Latin America, you know, first ascents, you know, years ago. And his story is amazing. Like you said, you know, he's battling health, you know, crucial health limitations for himself personally. Uh, you know, he, he's from Costa Rica. Uh, he's in Florida at the time when we did the interview. Literally just trying to schedule the interview was challenging because of him going in and out of the hospital. And obviously, I wanted to be very respectful of his situation. But again, Rafa is someone I've known for a long time. I've seen him at major travel shows for you know decades. And he's just a great guy. And I think if you do look at Obviously, you look at the interview and the footage we had of him back in 2010, 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Obviously, obviously he's, a, he's a, a different person physically just because of his health. But again, you're right. This is, these are personal and everyone has their own story and he was a great person to kick it off with. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely emotional. I, I know it was for him too, just to share his story, but it's, it's inspirational. And that's ultimately what we felt our job was, was to get, to be uplifting, to share some stories of positivity of people who are struggling. And I think one of the best quotes I love with Rafa's story is, He's a 35-year-old startup. You know, he's been there. He's done that. He's built his company. He's built his brand, an iconic brand, but they've literally had to shut their doors and innovate and get back to why they started their company. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was, we've been very inspired. I've been very inspired just on these stories is it, it get, gets back to the, the strongest people in the travel industry, the ones that are going to be around after all of this are the innovators are the pioneers, are the ones that are doing the work that they're doing in the travel industry because they love it. And, you know, I, I have my opinions on over-tourism and some of the challenges coming into the travel industry and happy to share them. But uh, I, I really do believe the ones that are going to come out of this and be stronger, smarter, swifter, and, and better 
are the ones that are in the travel industry for the reason of passion and love and wanting to to just share their their love for travel with others. So explain the hashtag then, uh, hashtag tourism strong. Uh, for us, you know, we wanted to have a hashtag that made sense, that was simple, and that was about the travel industry and unifying. Uh, I, I grew up in the town of Boston. You know, Boston, three years ago now, uh, had one of the uh, bombing situations, and one of the hashtags that came out of it was Boston Strong. And, it, and it's been one of those sort of rallying cries for me personally, just from the town. I'm actually going to be running the Boston Marathon. I was actually running it this year until it was canceled. And so I'm going to run it next year. So I, I personally, that was the hashtag that I rallied around because obviously tourism is the industry that we're in. We're also a trade organization, you know, focused on the industries, the, the supply chain. How can we help other travel companies, you know, and the broader travel industry. So it, it really became just a, a brand, a hashtag, a, a name that was just resonated with us internally. And we thought it could provide value and be, you know, sort of clear to people that when you, when you saw the hashtag, you understood that these are going to be good stories that are going to rally us all together in a period like we could never have imagined. Moving forward, are you anticipating your content and what you will capture, will it be different from what you were doing before March? Well, ironically, you know, the history of GLP films, you know, our, our original name uh, was actually, I don't know if you know this, but is Green Living Project. So our roots actually come from green, sustainability, eco, uh, however you want to call it. And I do think, and, and I think early signs and, and what people are seeing, and even my own personal experience, you know, here in the state of Maine and the eastern U.S., you know, the outdoors, health, wellness, conservation, nature, and, and, you know, definitely going to be, have increased interest and focus. I think everyone, a lot of people going through the, the pandemic just on a personal level, it's, it's not just connected us with family and loved ones and friends. But it's, uh, you know, so that unification, but it's also, I think, environmentally, it's, it's made us, gotten us closer to the outdoors and just appreciating fresh air and nature. And I know for myself, I don't, I, I've gotten to know my town that I've lived in for five years now better in the past three months than the last five years. You know, ironically for, for us at GLP, we're, you know, we're sticking to the content that we've all been, all, always been doing, sustainability. Um, outdoors adventure. I, I do see, yes, there will be some pivoting and, and slightly changing and tweaking a little more nature and outdoors, even though that's our bread and butter. You know, we've won the number one adventure travel film three out of the last four years. So it, it's in our core, but, but more so, and, and the exciting part that I see is just the real legitimate interest and importance that people are seeing in sustainability and sustainable tourism. Well, a few episodes ago, we spoke with Joanna, who was the founder of a, or is the founder of a, a storytelling platform called Rooted, and it's helping to shape the future of travel. And in that, we discuss the UN Sustainable Development Goals and their importance now um, more than ever. Have you reflected on those, the, those 17 goals? Just over the years, we've covered a number of the sustain of the SGGs, FDGs. Uh, you know, they're so important. They're the backbone of both the private sector and the public sector. Uh, I think for us, 
it's just going to be on an individual basis if we're working with the private sector, working with the public sector. Um, like I said earlier, sustainability isn't going anywhere and it's actually going to be more, much more important moving forward. I think that's clear across all channels um, that it's just going to be almost a platform to, to work off of. And uh, the SDGs are, are a part of that. It's part of the rich fabric and obviously it depends on a, a certain project and what the goals and objectives are. But they're so diverse. I mean, they're, they're touching on society issues, culture, heritage, waste to, to emissions, climate. I mean, you know, they cover a broad range uh, of topics. I think it's going to be very exciting to, to really uh, have those 17 sort of principles that I look at uh, of doing business and, uh, and, uh, and functioning in society nowadays. I think it's just going to be great to see them get that much more attention. Also, Rob, sitting back and watching what the, has happened to the world since March, we're now in July at the time that I'm chatting to you, have you been amazed at what's happened naturally? Things like people in eastern uh, Western Africa being able to see the Himalayas, the turtles coming back to the beaches in their millions. Venice, which has kind of become the poster city for, um, you know, what can happen when the world slows down, the the canals clear up, the dolphins return, the pollution that's lifted in South America. What's been a highlight for you? I'm glad you bring up that point because it's it's actually been a somewhat of a common theme that's been brought up, sort of the resurgence of nature. Um, it was brought up in particular in another story we did in Costa Rica, just how bird species are migrating up from South America into Central America. Um, you know, uh, aquatic, you know, species, whales are migrating back to their original spawning areas. I mean, I majored in wildlife management in university. So wildlife and conservation are at the, my heart and soul. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's awesome. And I really hope a, a number of people, if it's through video storytelling, through photos, through through text, that a lot of these patterns of wildlife resurgence and nature coming back, I hope it's really recorded and used as, as case studies, as an example of, look, guys, look at how much environmental damage and degradation that we've done. That's a result of too many people traveling. I, it's wonderful to see, you know, these situations and, and examples of nature coming back, wildlife coming back, bird species coming back. And I really hope um, it's recorded and showcased and, and used to show governments, everyone, you know, if we take care of our planet, it's going to thrive and it's gonna, and it's going to be resilient in itself. Well said, Rob. We'll put a link to those wonderful catch-up chats in show notes. Uh, look, we'd love to learn from you what type of stories you would like to hear us share. Get in touch by emailing podcast at worldnomads.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and share from wherever you get your favourite pods. Now, next episode, Phil Chad Carey from Chimu Adventures talking about their footsteps for food fundraiser. Did I sound um, a New Zealander then? You did footsteps, footsteps. <laughs> footsteps for food fundraiser. <laughs> footsteps for food fundraiser. I can't even say that. Time to go. Bye. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries. 